Safety Net Studio presents. I don't ever want to go to a dentist that doesn't treat me like that. <laughs> borderline, <laughs> borderline so choked good. him out. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. <laughs> It was, it was like, a, did we talk about this on the last no, show or no? I think so. Oh man, that was magic. <laughs> I, it was so good. I'm just coming there once a year to get dental work because it was amazing. <laughs> just like a fucking production line, like just get in, get the fuck out. It was awesome. <laughs> You guys are in t-shirts and shit, and I'm in a sweater and freezing my ass off all week, and it hasn't even been that hot or oh, that cold. Oh, no. I shouldn't tell you that I was so hot today. I jumped in the pool twice. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> it was so hot. I've, I've been uh, unpacking in a bathing suit, so every time I get super hot, I'm like, pool, jump. <laughs> that's what they're there for, isn't it? Yeah, little plunger pools. But man, do I miss your face. It's so nice having you... Not only in studio, but in person to be able to just walk around and see your face. Like, I, I don't know if I expressed to you an, as much as I should have of how much I absolutely love and adore you. Like, you're just the fucking best. I think you're average at best. Oh, that, I think both of those are compliments <laughs> compared to what I think of myself. So thank you. <laughs> when I think of like my top five favorite people, you are in the top five. Oh, that's that's an but, honor. But, but but you're at five, and she only, no, I didn't and, say you're and, at five, and she only likes six people. So <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at five, and I'm like floating between six and five all the time. Yeah, but I that's only right like where, six. That's, that's true. That's right in the pocket. That's good. You come in and out depending on the show. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Can I tell you why I'm disappointed in you? Uh, please, Be- because oh, is this a roast? You yeah, guys roasting well, me? Not necessarily a roast, but we were looking to do some cooking, and uh, not necessarily cooking, but some shopping for some cooking. And we promised that on this episode we'd give a full review of the eyeballs, brains, and uh, <sighs> and tripe, and uh, that didn't happen. You want to tell everyone why? I'm as disappointed as you are about that. Trust me. Mm. So, um, I got real sick like two days before we left. And there is no fucking way that was going to happen. The experimental food portion of my trip ended pretty abruptly that morning. And it told me by blasting liquid out of both ends of my body. Ugh, I've never seen it. You, like, I've seen you, you know, sick, but I've never seen you that sick. I felt so bad for you. I hardly ever get sick. And, like, that was crazy. Fuck, was that awful. I wonder what it was because we obviously we all tried to figure it out, right? Like none of us got sick, so it's like, oh, did we all eat something? Well, you bookended your trip with being uh, with feeling shitty. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you started with like a pretty uh, high congestion, just because the pollens are different. It literally happens to you know sixty percent of the people that come and visit us. You know, those first three days, you're like, mm-hmm. what is happening to my face? It's well, just because your pollens, your humidity, and, it's different. Yeah. So that one made sense. But on the way, I couldn't. I still can't figure out why you got sick. I don't know. I could have like gone somewhere or ate something or touched something and then shoved my fingers in my mouth. Like, who knows? <laughs> well, I know it wasn't could, the drinking. Could be did. anything. No, it wasn't the booze. There's no. no way. I barely drank when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I counted how many booze runs were being done on a regular basis for Twice our audience. A day. Twice a day. There was average. a time. 
the booze runs and, and cigarettes runs. There was a time that you guys came back. One of the first times you came back, each one of you bought two packs for each of you. All the people in the house that were smoking. And so the next day, literally, so you let's just say they go at like two o'clock in the afternoon. The next day we're sitting around after breakfast and there is a where did my smokes situation and no one has any. Like you guys, like I, it was that and the booze. It was so funny to me just to watch everybody just like how much more you consume together. It was it was joyful. Well, yeah, you actually predicted and you said uh, you, 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 Jaguar would start a cigarette and then Rachel would start one, then I'd start one, and then he would finish. He's like, well, I'm not smoking, so he'd start another one. And then Rachel would finish. He's like, well, I'm not smoking, so she'd start one. And just it was it was kind of like the round when you're singing "Row, row, row your boat." Just, yeah, well, it was there- the happiest game of dominoes I've ever played. <laughs> There was one, I noticed it one evening, we were sitting in, the, in, in our other house, we had a, a little bar in the back of our house, and we'd all sit up there, obviously, in the evenings and have some some drinks together, and I noticed it, because I sat on the, I sat closer to the door, because I have a hard time with that, but I was like, well, one would light up, oh, and then the next one would light up, oh, the next one would light up, and you guys would just go in a circle, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy, I, after, like, the first week, when I went to OXO, and I bought smokes, they'd automatically start grabbing the whole order that I normally have. <laughs> yeah, they're good down here. Well, and, 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 and they're so good down here. I want you, I want it to come from, from your mouth because uh, I, I'm back in Winnipeg in, inside of two, three weeks. Uh, by, by, uh-huh. April, by April 1st, I'm back, yeah. Uh, but to, to all those people that are like, what the hell? Are you, you've been away this whole time? I'm in and out, and I'm, I'm going to be back uh, for, for a for, long for the, stretch. Yeah, for probably So I will be looking for anybody who would like to come and stay with me no, so easy, I have some partnership no. with. You- Please feel free to send an email to <laughs> safetynetstudio at gmail.com and letting me know how you can support me being here. <laughs> you, are, you already have Dr. Jose Antonio. Dr. Jose yeah, Antonio. Maybe Dr. Sexy wants to do a residence at your house. <laughs> oh, well, I want to loop back to Dr. Sexy because you brought your in your own Dr. Sexy Well, yeah, and that's, that's what I wanted to, to come from from your mouth is as when I'm back and people ask about Mexico, I try to break down a lot of the stereotypes that we were raised uh, learning about Mexico. It's like, it's a shithole, third world country, healthcare is terrible, all these things are terrible, and you had a firsthand experience with the healthcare here. Oh, my God, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I was so sick and you just like, Candace, you just, I don't know if you texted or phoned or what, but you just like texted for a doctor to come to the house. And I was just like laying in bed feeling like shit. And 45 minutes later, she shows up and comes into the room and just like does the, all the things. And then she gave me like a shot for like nausea, which was fucking magical how fast that shit worked. <laughs> right in your ass. And yeah, right in my ass. <laughs> right next to the gecko or whatever. Um, and then <laughs> and then she like took my vitals, she checked some stuff. We actually made some jokes together, which was pretty funny, and gave me a prescription for the things I needed. And it was like what was it? Seventy dollars for her to come to the house. It wasn't I tipped her two hundred pesos, so it was like I think it was $60 or $55 with the, including the shot she gave me. It's incredible. And and, and then you and Rachel went to the pharmacy. Yeah. So we then we went to Walmart, which is a little bit of a experience, but we went to the Walmart to pick up the the, uh, medication. So they gave you two rounds of antibiotics. They gave you a, um, what's that? What do you get your something uh, for your stomach? Gave me probiotics. Probiotics, antibiotics, probiotics. I wanted to make sure that you took that. And then anti-nausea. So everything 
that uh, that they gave you, which was one week and one was ten days, uh, came to thirty dollars. So your that's whole trip was a hundred dollars to have that doctor come into the house. And I was told at the pharmacy, a lady came up to me and she said, "Oh, do you need a doctor?" I said, oh, "No, I'm just getting stuff for a friend." And she says, "Just so you know, if you ever do need a doctor, you just go down to the pharmacia. There are doctors there, and you can see them for fifty pesos. And fifty $3. pesos is three dollars. You can just go to the pharmacy, walk in, and say like, I need this, blah blah blah. They'll write you up.' And they, she actually told me this. This is from her mouth. She's a Canadian who had been there for twenty five. Has been here for twenty five years. She said they're mostly Cuban doctors, and they're absolutely absolutely amazing and they will ask to follow up get your number and then they will text you and this is all for three dollars yeah yeah but, yeah crazy. but back to you jags like yours was uh, about 100 bucks for everything 100 bucks and that's without showing your your business card saying hey i have benefits yeah like it was crazy the, ben- I, the, uh, the benefit is living here <laughs> just so easy like it was just so easy well and, and to me it's always like I, with the experience that i've had a couple times you know and with the family and whatnot I sit here and I go, oh, hang on a sec here. We were told that um, Tommy Douglas uh, created uh, Universal Healthcare and it was the most amazing thing in Canada. And 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 w- w- it's free in Canada and we have the best doctors and the best healthcare uh, system. And it's not. It's actually not. I mean, we had no, somebody. It's, it's broken. Somebody died at HSC uh, in the waiting what? room. Yeah, somebody died Just in the waiting Just a couple days ago. Yeah, like no. waited 10 hours and yeah. died in the fucking waiting oh room. Oh my gosh. And I'm sure there's somebody listening to this because potentially like, well, yeah, but that was $100. I don't have $100 for it. I understand that. I, I and I And I get that. And that's why having the system that's set up in Canada makes sense. But if you can afford, if Jaguar can afford to take that $100 or that date, then that just freed up one space. Yeah, well, look at this In way. the uh, queue. Also, if you had to go to that hospital. Also pull back 15% of the taxes that you pay. Put that back in your pocket. Put it off to the side in case you need exactly. medical care. Yeah. Now and I have $100. Right. And now you get to choose... Your doctor, you get to choose your health care, you get to choose all of that stuff. Well, I'm- and if you're saying 15% off of every, and there's 30 million people that are w- working in Canada making money, just think of how much money is going into our healthcare system, and you're still having to wait six, eight months, 15 months for your doctor's appointment. I had a, a, a situation here where I had lemon and my whole lip swelled up. I was able to get a allergy test to my house Three, within three days, I could have had it sooner if I wanted to pay a little bit more, to my house in three days for 800 pesos, and I would be tested for everything. And with mm. the results that I get to take back and have on hand to take back to Canada if I want. And I mean, I've had to wait for allergy tests in Canada. I have never got one because it took so fucking long. Mm. I had to wait almost a year. Mm-hmm. So, Dave, do you know um, what is the, like, what is the healthcare system in Mexico? Like, do they have public and private or yep. do they have they do public, like yeah. what is yep. it's a two-tiered kind of thing yep. and they like so it's so, covered like you if you don't have the money you can go to a hospital and just get looked after you can go to clinics, clinics uh yeah. you you can't necessarily go to a hospital think of the think of it very similar to the united states of america where they have hospitals but they're under hmo systems unless you want to pay out of pocket like you can you can pay insurance like you can pay mm-hmm. and then they will roll out the red carpet for you if you want to pay cash they'll roll out the red carpet for you but in canada everyone gets the exact same Healthcare, no matter what, and I, I'm not saying that that's a bad model. Unless you know, unless you know someone or you're a pro athlete, right? <laughs> totally. My God, we dive into that for a while, but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Canada's initial setup. Like every, like everyone deserves to be seen by a doctor. Absolutely. Everyone deserves healthcare. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I truly do. I just think that. There are some that are paying way too much for it and some that are paying nothing for everyone to get the same. Like, it's it's a socialist 
communist form of health care. And it's broken right now. Like, we're proving coast to coast in Canada that it's not working. Well, if somebody died in the waiting room, absolutely it's not working. Absolutely. Well, and what's that new? Aren't they doing federal, what is it, $50 billion or $200 billion or $200 some billion, shit? yeah, $200 billion. Into, I don't know, probably an app. <laughs> so you can text in Dr. Jose Antonio to come to your house. Yeah. Trudeau's committed, to, I think, 200 and $280 billion billion dollars but, but like that's the thing this is the part that for what and just to just to go back to the medical system here i don't want everybody to think that it's all amazing if you are in a pay-to-play hospital and you can't pay your bills they will transfer you to a public hospital mm-hmm. if you can't pay they will transfer you and i've heard that has has happened too your cost comes in here for your big surgeries right like so say you need uh, knee to, replacement. knee replacement well knee replacement surgery is about four thousand dollars here mm-hmm. and i don't know what it is in canada I don't know if you have to pay or not. No, you don't. You don't see that's the thing. So right. that's where that's where I think people have to make sure that you understand is like if you are somebody who's like dental, eye care, that kind of thing. But if you're in the hospital because you're super, super sick and you have to pay constantly for your night stay, it's like a hotel in a sense. That is where the cost gets right. really expensive mm-hmm. here. So it's important that everybody understands that like, yeah, it's great. Well, it can get pricey. But it can get pricey. Absolutely. And speaking of dentists, holy moly, is like Splash Mountain. <laughs> Oh, it's fucking awesome. I don't ever want to go to a dentist that doesn't treat me like that. <laughs> borderline borderline so choked good. him out. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was like, a, did we talk about this on the last no, show? Or no, I don't no. think so. Oh, man, that was magic. I... It was so good. I'm just coming there once a year to get dental work because it was amazing. Just like a fucking production line. Like, just get in, get the fuck out. It was awesome. And $20 later. $20 later. Yeah, or 30, 30 bucks or something. I don't know what it was. I would I would have paid extra for that. I, hi, I, I don't want my teeth cleaned. I'm just here for the abuse. Yeah, just fucking abuse me. I like it. Hi, I'm here for the waterboarding. <laughs> I sent Jaguar and his family. He's like, oh, we want to get our teeth cleaned. I'm like, actually, about like four doors down, there's a guy, a dentist that we used to use, (laughs) you twat. (laughs) Yeah, we moved on. You want to explain that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you explain your experience and then everybody will understand. (laughs) It's fast and dirty. Not dirty. It's clean. It's super clean. Sorry. It's clean. Well, I don't really know. I didn't really care at that point. It was fucking awesome. I laid down and she's like, all right. And she like sticks the suction thing in my mouth. And I'm I'm not a good patient for a dentist. I gag. It's like a whole thing. But you know what? Fuck it. And so <laughs> she's like, do it. She just gets at her. And they use more. Uh, they use less like hand tools than they do like machine power, like tools. power tools. Like they use. They use more machines than they do hand. Like, you know, you go to the dentist in Canada and it's like, they got the scraper, they're doing it with the hand thing, whatever it is. Not these fucking people. Nope. <laughs> they, pull out, they pull out the Dremel and they fucking just start ripping away. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. And she starts doing the back of my mouth, which is the problem spot. And I'm just, fuck, I, the hugest, I thought I was going to puke on her. Like, it was close. <laughs> And so I'm like, I like kind of wretch and go up and I'm just like, dear penthouse letters. I never thought it would happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) and my daughter's getting her teeth cleaned, like right next to me and she's fine. So, you know, good for her. And that's a new one. uh, Same, same room dental care too. 
oh yeah fuck who cares and so cram us in fucking do two at once two hands so so she's doing that and that okay i had the gagging thing and then she gave me two seconds and then right back at her and then like she didn't have the suction thingy in the right spot so all this like stuff was building up in my mouth getting like i'm salivating thinking about it because i'm turned on and uh and i'm just like i gotta get this shit out of my mouth so i'm like ah fuck it so i just like spit it out i was just like and it just like all drips down my face i'm like i don't give a shit (laughs) oh my god it was awesome i honestly like i no joke i much prefer that way of going to the dentist and if i came back i'd go back to the same one not this fancy new one you didn't let us go to or whatever (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they, they speak English at the one that we go to now, which is, uh, you know, you wouldn't enjoy it as much. The oh, girl yeah. who was taking care of me spoke some English. She spoke oh, okay. a little bit. Right. Oh, that's good. I mean, and honestly, you're in their country, so you have to learn. But that's right. the thing. When I went the first time, they took that scraper and it's on that Dremel. And all of a sudden, they just start scraping. And you, I grew up with hand. Like, it's done with your hand. The hand picking. And this is like, oh, we're into this. And like, I remember my whole head shaking. And you're right, though. You're in and out within 25 minutes. You're in, out. They don't believe in fluoride. Let's go. You have to request it. It's not a mandatory thing. Yeah, they God don't want you doing them. it. God love them. Really it was nice. awesome. I yeah. loved it. I'd go back there every day of the week. 35 bucks. You know what's really nice about that place? They have a VW bug right in the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. My daughter punched me when we walked in the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, it was, uh... Back to the uh, back to the matters at hand. Uh, I'm cu- I, I, w- I want to talk about this after we do music news you can use. Uh, but we mentioned last week that we wanted to talk about the merit of doing mandatory military service. Mm. Um. Yeah. In 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 certain countries they do it. Certain countries they don't. Certain countries do well with it. Some certain countries do not. But that's all based on the whole BTS thing. Who your uh, daughter's a big fan of. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, as am I in a uh, in a by proxy kind of way. Uh, you you and your music cha- ha- tastes and conversation has changed. It's really funny. I noticed when I was in Mexico. You'll like ask me about some band or guy that he's like oh have you heard of little shit face or whatever and i'm like what the fuck are you asking me about what are you 16 like what you want to get into these music conversations with me now where like half of them are stuff that comes from you know we we share some of the same interests and knowledge and whatever and the other half is like am i talking to tyler right now like what the fuck are we doing keep up or shut up man that's the way it goes and you're done i'm not no Unless you're talking about Fleetwood Mac, I'm out. Or any old school country. I have no idea what's happening. Is that a new sandwich at McDonald's? What? The Fleetwood Mac. Oh, I'd love to. Get the combo. I bet you'd be so good. You'd start grooving the second you take a bite. Yeah, baby. You got a little Conway 20 fries. Uh, Before... (laughs) The The fries are sad. They all droop. Yeah. <laughs> um, before before we get into the whole uh, military thing, before we get into music news you can use, I want to talk... pull that out of your ass? No, no. I've been wiping my back because I'm sweating like <laughs> fucking crazy because the studio's hot as balls. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, like I'm... a wad of toilet paper or something? <laughs> and I was like, paper, did you just... paper towel. Are you... Oh, is it on your back? Yeah, I'm wiping my sure? back. Yes. Okay. Look, smell it. No, no, no. <laughs> It looked like you pulled it out of your bum like you had it wedged in your no, little no, no. cheekies. No, Just that... doing a little courtesy wipe or little, what are you doing? Little, little man pawn. Oh. 
That hotty. Oh, it's I'm sweating my lower. I I spent a good nine and a half hours yesterday uh, building this studio. Uh, it's a tiny. It's about a third of the size of the studio that I had at our old place. But if um, if you're happy with the sound, then so am I. Because uh, boy, oh boy, it was uh, it was a challenge getting it uh, getting it broadcast ready. No, there's no air Sounds conditioning. Good. It's no air conditioning for Dave here. Yeah, no. He's no. got a fan. It's very, very. But you never really turned on the AC in your other studio, no. did you? No, no, but there was more room at least. Like this one's a lot smaller, and because it's so jam packed with all the sound paneling that I have, it's just a lot warmer. There's not a lot of air movement in here, so it, because you of the a fan. Yeah. Well, there's you know. Yeah. All right, music news you can use, and let's go straight no, no, into uh, it. Really quickly, I want to mention that um, you went to go see Dr. Jordan Peterson when I he did. was in Winnipeg, and I want I, I want the Coles notes on on how good he was. Oh, it was great. So his wife came out first. Oh, and really? she talked for yeah. She talked for about ten minutes, and then brought him out, and he did sort of a lecture. And I don't think he, uh, I don't think he stick like he doesn't have a. If you've ever listened to his podcast, he doesn't. He kind of goes off on tangents, or he'll ramble about something or whatever. And I shouldn't even call it rambling, but I have a reason for that. Um, he picked one of the rules or one of the the sort of chapters out of his new book, and he kind of focused everything around that. Hmm. But he like he'll go off and explain something else, or he'll get into another t- subject for a little bit. But I used to until I listened to him lots. I used to think like, "Holy shit, this guy can't get like can't get his brain straight." He's talking about this, and then he jumps over to this and this. And what I realize is he's a so smart, hmm. and b so good at. at explaining his point and wanting you to understand where he's coming from in the point he's trying to make that i think what happens is he talks about so if the message is this whatever a and to get to a at the end he actually just has this incredible way of like well if i want you to understand why i believe in a or why i'm telling you to do this then like i need to explain these 14 other things to help you get the same perspective Mm. i have on why i got here Mm. It's, and it's it's phenomenal. It, it's, and he's so good. Like he I don't know if you listen to his podcast very often, but like he speaks so well and he's a little bit funny and he's not afraid to make fun of himself a little bit. Like it's it's really good. Like I I just I really enjoyed his I guess you'd call it a lecture. Well, yeah, it, I, I, that's what I kind of feel cuz I've watched a few of his lectures online or when he's on tour in comparison to some of the lectures that he has online that he would that that are online from the University of Toronto and they're not a whole lot different. And not too dissimilar, like as you mentioned, to what a comedian does. They will tell a joke, one joke, 10 minutes long with five other jokes inside of that 10-minute joke. And he does the same thing, but it's not comedy. And the difference is a comedian will take that set and they'll run it through 50 different cities through North America, where his is a, a different one every single time. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. fucking amazing. And it's not scripted. It's not scripted. Like you said, his brain is no, just not so goddamn all. big that he just goes into the recesses of wherever he needs to. And in his, like you said, it may sound like rambling, but he knows where the fuck he's going. He, he's, oh, yeah. He's got a roadmap. Yeah. It's very impressive. And it was so captivating. And it, yeah, it was just, it was really good. I was so happy we got to go. Where was the venue? It was at the Burt. Oh, yeah. I love the Burt. Which is hilarious because Dr. Jordan Peterson, very, you know, one of the greatest thinkers of our generation, was at the Burton Cummings Theater, which is, it's got a little grit under its fingernails as far as a venue. And then Burt Kreischer, a.k.a. the shirtless machine, was at the Centennial Concert Hall the exact same night. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who do you yeah. pick? Who do you pick? Who do you pick, eh? It was tough. It. I wanted to go to both, first of all, so bad. And 
I just had to re- Rachel and I just kind of talked about it. We're like, well, a when I bought the Jordan Peterson ticket, like he delayed that show by a year mm-hmm. or over a year, and uh, so there was no Burt Kreischer show scheduled at the time. But when I was like, you know what, Burt Kreischer is going to be back here a bunch more times, and I don't know when Jordan Peterson will be back or mm-hmm. if he'll be back. Right? Like he may just decide he doesn't want to do touring anymore, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, highly possible. So long, I was very happy with uh, our decision to go to Jordan Peterson. How long was it that they spoke for? Mm, so he did. So his wife came out for about 10, 15 minutes. He was on for, I'd say, an hour, hour and a half oh. was his lecture. And then he did like a Q&A for another half an hour. With people from the audience who are allowed to ask questions. Yeah, I guess you went on this thing. Or I didn't know about it, but earlier you can go to this app or whatever and submit your questions. And then his wife kind of got them organized and then she picked which ones she was going to ask That's him. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that they did that together. Yeah, That's she really came good. back out and like sat with him and it was great. It was really funny. Speaking there of. There was Bert- actually a couple like funny questions that got asked, which I thought was interesting. Since I missed uh, both shows, unfortunately, um, I when I was building the studio yesterday, I decided to throw on Bert Kreischer's most recent podcast and he had Doug Stanhope on. And I heard this idea, and I'm like, I, I got to tell you guys about it because it's fucking genius. It, it'll never happen, but it's absolutely genius. So Doug Stanhope, who's a longtime comedian, he's toured with Burt Kreischer before. He goes, I got a million-dollar idea. You're, you're the podcast guy, and I, I think this is what you do. But what you do is you do celebrity interviews, and at some point you run it like a game show style. And at some point when the celebrity loses, they have to tweet something out word for word you tell them what to tweet out. Like, it could be the worst fucking thing in the world. Like, Hitler was right, something along those lines. And and then they have to leave it up for 24 hours before they, they can say, hey, I was on Burt Kreischer's show. The podcast is coming out next week. Oh, and, fuck. And in actuality, in actuality, what happens is when these celebrities fuck up on their Twitter and they put this shit out and they get busted for it instead of going, oh, I was hacked. What they do is they call Burt Kreischer and go, I fucked up on my Twitter. I need you to fly here. We fly in with all the gear and we make it look like we forced you to make that tweet and the whole thing was a joke. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. He goes, he goes, you, you put a price tag on that? He goes, celebrities would pay millions of dollars to have that scraped away from their history. That's so That's actually funny. really smart. Isn't it? I love that. I thought that was really Do good. either one of you have Twitter? Yeah, I do. I, no, just, I just have a ghost account. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't. That's not the same. Okay, you have one. Okay, but do you tweet? No. 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 Yeah, I don't either. The only I've thing never, I, I've you, never tweeted. You've never tweeted? Ever, no, I've ever? never tweeted. I like Twitter for uh, for just you know music research and celebrity research and whatnot for for the show. But um, the only interaction I would say, and I don't I don't consider it social media, but YouTube. I have an account. And the odd time I'll go in and I'll comment on videos or I'll jump into a live chat of something that's happening live, like a really? podcast or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And say what? Like like when I do the uh, the slang and the biscuit I'm podcast. No, no. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, but like the slang and the biscuit podcast, the hockey podcast I do, which are has... you cross promoting podcasts right now? Yeah, of course I do. Okay, I, that's I, that's, cost you five bucks. I, prom- did that. I promote <laughs> the shit out of this podcast on my radio show and on the hockey podcast. Oh, cool! So you should be paying me do, for that too. You do a radio show? I do. Yeah, popular one too. Oh, oh it probably stinks. I cannot walk the streets here in Mexico here right without people thinking that I'm a tall <laughs> gringo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jags, didn't you hear? We've been uh, requested to do a morning show, you and me. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I know. It's going to be so good. Yeah. We we're finally gonna... taken over for Mark and Dilly. <laughs> <laughs> we're going after Dave. It's going to be like, we're going to use the na- last name so people are going to think it's my- Wheeler, Wheeler and Jag, and they're going to think it's Dave and you, but it's really me and them, and we're going to be like, ha! 
you, you guys think that's a bad idea. I think that's a great idea. Jags and I doing a show? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think we do a great show together. I think it should be an I... evening show so we, we both can have some drinks. Whoa, whoa. Who said you can't drink in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> you know you just spent three weeks with me, yeah. right? <laughs> we proved that wrong. <laughs> no. You played that music in the middle of the night. It's music news you can use. For March 6th. 2023. It's a beautiful day. The Edge has spoken about U2's bond and their ongoing commitment to the band, saying it would be, quote, very difficult to break up the group. The Irish band formed in 1976 and are set to release Songs of Surrender, a new album featuring reimagined takes on some of their most iconic work. In a new interview, the guitarist spoke about rumors that U2 could be nearing the end of their time together. Drummer Larry Mullen Jr. will not perform with the band on their upcoming Las Vegas residency due to requiring surgery and will be replaced temporarily for the shows by Bram Vandenberg. The Vegas residency is due to take place this fall at the new MSG Sphere venue. The exact dates have not been confirmed. Meanwhile, the band shared a new version of its 2000 hit single Beautiful Day, which will feature on Songs of Surrender. The 40-track album will be released on March 17th. On it, let's make Travis Barker has given fans an update on his finger surgery, saying that the operation to fix a torn ligament was a success. The drummer dislocated his ring finger and tore a ligament in it while rehearsing for Blink-182's reunion tour. He posted a graphic photo from the surgery on his Instagram with the caption, So grateful for Dr. Shin and that my surgery was a success so that I can keep doing what I love and see you guys on tour very soon. Blink-182 were forced to postpone the first dates on their tour, which was due to kick off with an appearance at Imperial GNP Festival in Tijuana, Mexico on March 11th. The run was then meant to continue through South Africa before returning to Mexico at the end of March. The shows are now being rescheduled to 2024, with the new date set to be announced soon. At present, Blink's tour will now begin in St. Paul, Minnesota on May 4th. Finally, Metallica's James Hetfield is set to star in a new Western thriller movie alongside Game of Thrones star Peter Dinklage. The Metallica frontman has dabbled in acting previously, playing Officer Bob Hayward in the Ted Bundy drama for Netflix and voicing characters in Dave the Barbarian and Skylanders Academy. Hetfield is now confirmed to appear in The Thicket, a new movie adaptation of Joe R. Lansdale's book of the same name. Juliette Lewis will also feature in the film alongside him and Dinklage. The star's role has yet to be announced, but the story will follow the abduction of a girl by a killer named Cutthroat Bill. The girl's brother then hires Bounty Hunter, played by Dinklage, to find her, amassing a new crew of misfits along the way. Filming is already underway in Calgary, Alberta, with Nightingale's Elliot Lester directing The Thicket. A release date has not yet been announced. Last week, Metallica shared the third single from their upcoming new album, 72 Seasons, in the form of the song you're hearing right now called If Darkness Had a Sun. That's music news you can use for March 6th, 2023. I'm Dave Wheeler. Still there's a chill in your squeezing. Stop teasing, you pretty little thing. Put on that pretty little ring and send a ting-a-ling-a-ling right down my spine. So, Jaguar, we did one of your favorite things in the entire world is, uh, we moved. Kill the man. <laughs> no, <laughs> almost. Uh, we moved. Which almost killed me. Ugh, that is the least. That's why you said favorite. I get it. 
moving, moving in is a the worst. foreign country too, regardless, and I've done it, but moving from a house to a house in a foreign country is a little bit more challenging. And uh, yeah, I used to love moving. I used to. Yeah, not anymore. <sighs> not with three, four animals, two kids, a husband, and lots of shit. Everybody's you can't got just pick so up. much shit. Why has everybody got so much and shit? And we don't even have that much shit. I know, but there's still too much shit. You should be able to pack up two bags and get the fuck out. Yeah, not, those days are gone. Oh, no, that's, they're yeah, coming that's... back. You see how much stuff I'm throwing out. <laughs> <laughs> when I move back to Winnipeg, uh, it'll be two bags, and that's well, it. Well, yeah, you go back with two bags. That's, yeah. that's what it should be. I've, we're trying to make sure that we're like that. But when you move, like the kids got all this stuff, homeschooling stuff and kitchen stuff. Like, why we got so many pots? Why we got so many pans? Why we got two coffee makers? I like makers? to cook. Yeah, you don't need that many pans. It's just excessive. Especially when you're unpacking it. <laughs> uh, so it's great when you're using it and you have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when you have it, when you have it, it's great. But in this new house, I don't have a stove for probably another two weeks. So uh, I got myself a hot plate yesterday. Hey, that's all right. Yeah, you, yeah. You know what? Hot plate will probably get you by for a long time. Yeah. I don't mind it. We don't use the stove in Mexico because it's just too hot. And then the other suggestion. Oh, the oven. This, yeah, sorry, the oven. And the other thing that was suggested to me was to get a air fryer. Mm-hmm. I don't have one. Oh, man, yes. Do you have one? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, explain like explain to me the mechanics on how it air fries without oil. It's just all it... I think all it is is like a small convection oven. Ah. Uh... So it's all like the air part is the key. And most most like ovens have convection most ovens are convection ovens now anyways right so it's just like a small convection oven but it, but it's plastic that's the thing that blows me away like like the tray is plastic is it not oh i have a different well mine has like two uh it's got like metal trays that go inside of it oh yeah i've never that's seen one in operation i've i've seen i've heard lots about them i i've never heard a bad review aside from the few of them being recalled for fire hazards but I mean, hey, that happens yeah, with new technology. Yeah, sure, whatever. But yeah, I'm 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 curious as to the process. But can you cook a lot in it? I can do like when we got ours. I we rarely use the oven anymore. Mm-hmm. So we use the stovetop and we use the air fryer because it's like an oven. It's like a little oven, and there's only three of us who live here. So like you know, one of those packs of farmer sausage with the two big things. You can do I can cut sausage. one of those up and do the whole thing in the air fryer. Oh, wow. I, 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 did yeah. you get the Costco one? Everyone keeps saying, get the Costco one. I have the Pampered Chef one. Oh. Okay. Well, let's get one of those. Well, that's one thing. Can we do, uh, can you cook spiders in them? Because we have an abundance of those. <sighs> Ooh, oh, do you? Well, just to give you an indication. So can you eat them? Start oh, eating them. No, if you think gosh. of. Oh, yeah, that's a big push now, isn't it? Let's eat bugs and stop eating meat. Yeah, so, <laughs> God. If you start eating bugs, turn off the show. I don't I've, like you. Bill Gates would be so proud of you. Oh, my God. I've yeah. mentioned this. Go bef- listen to his podcast. Don't listen to this one. <laughs> I've mentioned this before, but if you think of the city we're in, the geography is extremely similar to that of Winnipeg. So we basically moved from East Kildonan to. East St. Paul. Yeah, a little, for, maybe even St. Andrews. We're a little yeah. further out than East St. Paul. A little further out. We're and in the middle, like we're really in the jungle now. Like we yeah. really moved out of the city. And we were told when we walked through the place, it will have, you know, spiders. I had a half an hour conversation about tarantulas with the guy that was renting it out. And though I had the conversation and I, he was like listening, eh, part of me just thought if I just spray enough and maybe get it fumigated, it will be okay. I woke up last <laughs> night to Candace Ray cleaning a spider underneath the bed. <laughs> 
I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm spraying the, this this big spider with cleaning. I'm like, are you trying to give a bath? <laughs> like, just grab you're a washing shoe. Your, you're washing your spiders now? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be in here, but clean your feet. Wipe all eight of them when you come in. And I said, just, dick. just grab a shoe and stomp them. Well, first of all, let's just, let's just back step here just a little bit. I went to bed. I was so exhausted. I went to bed a little bit sooner than Dave did. He shut down the room, put the air conditioning on because your air conditioning is in your bedrooms, not in the rest of the house. It's just in the bedroom. So we shut everything down. We left the screen doors closed, but so they're not open. Okay. An hour after I fell asleep, Dave's asleep too. I hear a huge cat fight and I thought, oh shit, there's a cat outside. Did we leave a cat out? No, no, no. The neighborhood cat opened up our screen and pinned one of my cats in one of the bedrooms in the kitchen, uh, in the bathroom. So I ran upstairs. I was like, what's going on? This huge cat. Like, this cat is like triple the size of any of my cats. This big gray cat. And I'm like, holy shit, Dave, there's a cat in here. So, so, I, so I wake up and as I walk out of the bedroom, I watch this cat fly by me, literally like Garfield his way halfway up the screen, climbs up the entire thing, looks at me, jumps down, and then jumps out the door and gone. Just like that. And then I went and go. I went and checked on our cat, Darth, that was in the bathroom, just like in the corner. And I can smell shit, cat shit. Oh, man, the cat was so scared she shit. No, no. The neighborhood cat yeah. came and shit underneath the bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just letting you know. Yeah. Hey, fuck face. My house. <laughs> we'll, we'll, my house, bitches. Well, totally, because this house was empty for a good solid yeah, year. Yeah, because it's got so many spiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then I've, after like, that's the worst way to wake up. Cats in your house screaming. It was crazy. Then I finally, after like 45 minutes, I finally got myself to calm down and go back to sleep. Shut everything down again. Got up, I don't know, two hours later, went to the bathroom, get into the bathroom, right around my toilet, a huge spider. We're not talking a little guy. We're talking one that's about the size of my palm. No, come on. Go yes, ahead. yes. What? And I thought, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. And you're time half asleep. So I'm like, I got to find the bug spray. And I'm thinking, I think it's at the front door. So I go to the bug spray. I come back. It's not there. I'm like, oh my God, where is it? I see it crawling towards our bed underneath the bed. So then I just start spraying, which isn't bug spray. It's cleaner. And I'm like, Dave, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm I'm cleaning a spider. (laughs) He's like, where are you going to show? I'm like, I don't know where the show is. So fucking stressed out. Oh my gosh, because I was like, I can't sleep. If there's a spider under my bed, I cannot sleep. So I finally killed it, and it was one of those things when you kill it, it was like... Oh, gross. So yeah. it was gushy and gross. Oh, that's And then disgusting. you woke up in the morning and had a spider in your leg. Yeah, I woke up, and I was like, oh, there's a spider, and I just kind of brushed it off and stomped on it. And as I said to Candace, I said, as much as you hate spiders, you can't project that fear onto our I know, kids. I because know, they're going to be like... Oh, yeah, they'll I never know, sleep again. Right? I so, I mean, listen, it's not that I love spiders, but it's like, okay, it's a spider. What do I do about it? Wipe it off, stomp on it, on with my day. I get it. I know. And your lovely Oof. wife, Rachel, my friend, said, you know what you should do? You should sing to them and i appreciate her understanding of singing to them but in the middle of the night when you're going for a pee the last thing i'm going to do is be like row 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 your fucking ass out of my bathroom you know like i get what she's saying you know during the day it's very magical but in the middle of the night get the fuck out yeah oh so lots of spiders and did they like 
Did they spray the whole house before I, you? No, I never had it in? sprayed yet. We, I haven't. We had were it told yet. that actually the tarantulas are really good because they they take care of other smaller insects that are more of a nuisance. So the tarantulas here, they're uh, they'll bite if they're cornered or if they get scared, <laughs> but they're not they're not lethal. Like they won't kill you. It'll it'll hurt like a bee sting. And scorpions are the same thing. Jaguar, ask what the tarantula keeps away. Uh, what does the tarantula keep away? The scorpions. Oh, yeah. It kills the scorpions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you got to keep them around then. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. I, mean- I can't wait. Like, I've been thinking about this for weeks now. I can't wait till the first time you see a tarantula in your house. Oh. Well, actually, the way he no. explained it was, he says, you won't really see them. The odd time you, what you'll hear is a thud because they'll crawl along the ceiling and you won't see them. Then they'll just fall onto the ground. And he says, if that happens, just grab like a broom and a dustpan, pick them up, and then just move them outside. <laughs> or I can take a piece of paper, crumple it up in a little ball, light it on fire, and chuck it at it and hope to fucking hell it runs away. I understand that they have a purpose. Like, I get it. But it, it can be all outside the house. Like, it doesn't have to be in the house underneath the bed. I've used two cans of s- spray in this house already, and we've been here for two days. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to understand, too. He also said, uh, we said, uh, what about the, the ants? He's like, oh, actually, it's really cool. If you see more activity with the ants than normal, that means rain's coming. So it's like a really cool kind of weather predictor. <laughs> I was like, or I could just say, hey, look up and say, hey, it's fucking raining. Thank God we don't have any ants. It's weird. That's, that was what they said to you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, nope. See, Fuck and that's ants. that's the difference about a house in Canada or, you know, in North America versus here, right? If you were to walk in and you saw spiders on your ceiling, if you saw ants in your house, if you saw this or that, you'd be like, no, I want out, fumigate it, blah, blah, blah. And here you're like, oh, it's part of the charm. Can I tell you how excited I am to get back to Winnipeg? <laughs> <laughs> There's I, no charm in bugs in the house. Fuck that. Bugs I agree. Are gross. Bugs are gross. And that's why I will have it fumigated. I don't know. I've got to pick. Do I want to air fire or do I want to get the house fumigated? I got to sort out money because as everybody knows, moving is expensive. You know, you know what really would have helped with your your fear of uh, spiders and scorpions and bugs? Mandatory military training. Oh, do you think that that's what they do? They walk around just squishing bugs yeah. as part nice. of the training. Mm-hmm. Nice segue. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's twenty five years of radio. Spoken right there. Like, like a real professional yeah, right. over there. <laughs> I mean, that should be part of it. They should be like, "You got to kill seventeen tarantulas. Mm-hmm. Go." Well, listen, when you're getting, you get dropped in the middle of Vietnam, it's going to be like, okay, so there's no bugs. We fumigated before we dropped you off in the middle of the Viet Cong. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe I would uh, put my hand up and offer. Can I say this? Anyone who screams about education should be free, post-secondary, pay off student debts, the, the, the administration should do this. Anyone that believes that but doesn't believe in mandatory military training for two years after graduation within a certain window of time, you're a hypocrite. Because mil- I feel like those are the same mindset that causes those things. How so? Like, as far as the same people who would decide that school should be free sh- would also decide mandatory military service is important. Oh, you think so? You think it's the same, same? We should look it up. What? Different countries that have mandatory military service. Mm. Do they also have free post-secondary education? Great well, idea. Who's going to do that? But here's I don't the thing: if, a... if somebody's going, I'm, I'm not doing that. That's a lot of work. If somebody's going to a, did you peel that whole thing off? That was like my my. Aw. What is it? Well, it was like my my ledge for my my drinks. Anyways, um, what? Nothing. It's nothing. It's wow. Nothing. He went Stupid. from amateur. Went from pro to amateur. I'm like OCD. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. But what are you doing? Stop it. 
Oh my god. <laughs> She's fucking with my shit in here. Oh man, I wish we had video. <laughs> oh, it fell over. <laughs> oh, maybe we'll put video on one show. We can do a live show once just they, so I can <laughs> F with Dave's shit. They have actual classes. Actual classes that you can take post secondary in the United States of America where you can major in Simpsons. Like the actual television show, really? the, the actual animation, The Simpsons. You can take an entire semester on that. Numerous semesters so that, on that. So that's how much of a joke post-secondary education has become? or what? In a lot of places, yes. Like so people are screaming that I want free education. I want to be able to take whatever I want. I'm, I'm kind of on board with that, but except for the I can take whatever I want part. Because if you want the whole free education thing, then it's like, okay, you've shown that you have an aptitude towards this sector. We're going to put you in free education there. We're going to put you in free education there. And then once you start doing that, that becomes a very socialist, communist kind of idea, right? If you put everybody, and I'm not just saying just able-bodied males. I think females as well. I think everybody, you be by the time you graduate high school to about the time you're 25, I think a year is, is sufficient. I think a year of mandatory military training is fantastic for not only moving from that adolescent phase into adulthood. I think it teaches you responsibility. I think I, I'm not saying it's for everyone, but I think a lot of people that would take it would think, "Huh, I kind of like this, and I can see myself continuing on this career, which is a great for your country, be great for you, be great for a lot of things." If you want free education, I think it has to start there. That's gross. What? Like, would you want your boys to take military service? Yes. Really? Oh. One year. Really? Absolutely. And I'm not talking whoa, about... Whoa, whoa. What? I got a better solution hmm. that'll accomplish the same thing you're just talking about. What? Work for two years... Mandatory two years working at a private golf course. Oh. See? Well, that, what does that teach? That teaches... Tell uh, me that's not the same thing. That teaches... Well, <laughs> it, it, teaches, <laughs> it teaches etiquette. I will give you that. It teaches uh, uh, time management. It teaches... Manners. Uh, you need good manners. manners. Interaction. Uh, learning to handle your money, all those kinds of things. Maybe, maybe it's part of it is just a mandatory. You gotta work and do something before you actually go and and, and see the world a little bit. I mean, you did it. Yeah, well, of course. And military, um, military time. I mean, it goes into it's just like you're training for war. How are we feeling about that? That that that's the part of I don't it. Like, think I you're get the training discipline for war, but you're training for no. You are no, the, no, no, the no, no, no. You actually are. Like the, you're the, no, not going to war, but what about defending your home soil? So defending it or, or going away to it still means that that's it's war. war. Yeah, it's the same, okay. same. But th if somebody comes and attacks you, that's not your decision, but at least you're fucking ready for it. Okay, we'll take a jiu-jitsu class. I don't know if you're going to take jiu-jitsu up against an AR-15. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, what countries have it mandatory? What are our mandatory countries? Uh, off the top of my head, well, just uh, Google it. Just most Google of the it. Scandinavian countries. So um, it isn't, and you're right, Jaguar. Sweden is, I think, a, a free. I secondary. think Sweden and Finland, and I, I think they have some level of free. I'll put it in quotations, but post-secondary education. Okay, here we go. Dave's got. I'm not going to speak too soon on that. All right, but. so North Korea. That makes sense. They're they're communist. South Korea, which what? is very capitalist. Really? Uh, Russia, Singapore, United Arab Emirates, Israel, Brazil, Greece, oh, Greece. Iran. Thailand, Turkey, That's and those all of them right there. It's weird because I know Switzerland does as well, and I think most of the uh, uh, Scandinavian countries do, don't they? I thought, well, it's that or like an alternative that you're allowed to choose. There's some choices there. Also, maybe they changed it. I don't know. Uh, I got more here. It says Egypt, 14-month service. 
it's a uh, minimum obligation. Cyprus, Georgia, Kuwait, Cambodia, Belarus, Azerbaijan. Hey, there you go. You You just got to learn to spell that. You just go there to learn to spell (laughs) the name of your country. Azerbaijan is actually beautiful. They had a Formula One race there last year. And my God, it's fucking stunning. Absolutely stunning. 49 countries have mandatory military. It says 49 countries. How many countries in the world? 120. You should know that. You've been playing. Over 120? Uh, No, it's more than that. I think it's 140 something. I should know. I've been playing a game with the kids about it. Okay, here's the comprehensive list. Algeria, Armenia, Austria, Belarus, Bolivia, Brazil, Cambodia, Chad, Colombia, Cuba, Cyprus, Egypt, Eritrea, Estonia, Finland, Georgia, Greece, Iran, Israel, Jordan, Kazakhstan, Kuwait, Kyrgyzstan, Laos, Lithuania, Moldova. Laos. Laos. Moldova, (laughs) Mongolia, Morocco, North Korea, Norway, Paraguay, Qatar, Russia, Singapore, South Korea, South Sudan, Sudan, Sweden, Switzerland, Syria, Taiwan, uh, Tajikistan, uh, Tunisia, Turkey, Turkmenistan, Ukraine, United Arab Emirates, Uzbekistan, and Vietnam. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. But here's what's funny. Here's 195 95. Okay. When you were talking, I was like, I think it's 189. I think it's higher. It's closer to 200. You know what? Reading those, I'll be honest with you, though. Reading those, a good number, not all of them, but a good number. Those are usually countries that you hear that are usually in conflict. Well, and so chicken or the egg. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that people to be in conflict, which is perpetuating the mentality of conflict preparation. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, you know, it's interesting that the United States doesn't have it because they're such, they're built on a war economy. No, but and they do they such a good job one point. They it. did, but they're not anymore. They're not b- building on a war economy. They're moving all their money over to the Ukraine. They're sending all Which their tanks over. Which is still a over. war economy. R- right, right. But then they're going to, they're going to put everything over there and then they're going to have nothing and then they're going to get rolled over. Well, they've done a great but job think- of being able to keep war off their soil. They just put it in other countries. It's actually genius. I would guess that at some point the U.S. will do that again. Because if we look at the younger jet, like, they've done a great job of, like, uh, a great job, well, we'll call it that, of inspiring their, and building that into their culture as a country. Military service is, like, a proud, mm-hmm. very honorable thing to do in the United States. And so yeah. people want to join the military. I have a cousin who has moved through the military service in the U.S. I have another one who did and died when he was in Afghanistan. Oh, but like, sorry. and his dad was in the army and his dad's dad was like, that's, it's this generational thing where it's like, no, you join the army, you mm-hmm. do the thing, you join the army and maybe you don't do it for long. Maybe the army provides you with a career for your entire life. Maybe you die because some fucking asshole started a war. That's not important. Don't tell them that it's bad. Um, so it's, they've done that. But when that runs out, which it is inevitably running out because the 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 new generation of young people who would or could join the army are not necessarily the people that you want fighting in your army. Right. Right. I wouldn't disagree. So then, so what's it, what's the U.S. going to do when they in twenty thirty they have to go to war and their army is depleted and full of fucking snowflakes and they can't like really they're gonna that's your army like good luck yeah. We came up with an idea last week. You came up with an idea last week. And God love everyone that called up the loud line on the Wheeler in the Morning podcast because they did. Oh, did really? <laughs> they did? They I did. forgot I said that. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> did we get any of them for our show? Uh, no, Tyler Carr said most of them were inerrable. I said, says who? 
<laughs> we we would have aired those. I don't know. On our show, we, standards. Yeah. We, we would have on our show. We have no standards. So if you want to call the loud line and you want to Or do we have really high standards? Yes, this is good. Well, we got to figure out a way for everyone. I'd like to hear but he was But he was confused as shit. I was like, no, no, no. Save those. Save those. I want to air them on my podcast. He's like, I didn't know. So we had deleted them. So if you call up the loud line, you have to preface it with, this is for Wheeler After Dark. Roll out your comments, and then he's going to send them to me, and then we can play them here on the show. Well, that means Don't we got to cut. Say it's for Wheeler in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> say it's for Wheeler in the morning. Uh, any closing thoughts, anyone? Yeah, I, I don't would... know. I'm. Go ahead. I'm happy. I'm not sweating for the last five days. Yeah. So you're happy to be but back? I kind of miss it. I don't know. I kind of miss it. You did well you in guys. it, man. You did well. You look good. Well, you just dial into it. Like you, you just like okay, I'm going to be sweaty for three weeks. All right, fuck it, let's mm-hmm. do it. You're... And then like. It actually feels good. And you were really great about jumping in the pool a lot. You jumped in the pool a lot. You utilized it more than some people do when they come visit. That's what it's there for. Absolutely. There were days I was there. I didn't change out of my bathing suit. Yeah. That's the greatest, Mm -hmm. isn't it? It's a good feeling. Uh, No, not true. I would change if I went to OXO and I went to OXO twice a day. So (laughs) Uh, I'm back in Winnipeg. So if anyone needs uh, help with their dog, I'm going to be doing uh, uh, probably one or two a week dog training sessions. Uh, I'll come to your house. I'll do an assessment. I'm kind of like a Mexican doctor that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of like a Mexican doctor. I'll show up. You I'll do an assessment. An a what? An app. An app? Yeah, well, maybe. You need, like, you need like a sexy name. Uh, Dave Wheeler. Uh, <laughs> gross. You need like a sexy Mexican name. Which is Dave There's no W. So, well, Christop- there's no H either. Christopher is actually a Spanish Jailer. name, I believe. Gieler. Gieler? Well, there's no W or H in it. Wheeler. Wheeler is why they say it. Whip. Yeah. If, <laughs> if anybody's got any ideas about getting rid of spiders, uh, let me did know. You, uh, did you book your flights home yet? Uh, they're going to be booked by the end of this week. Nice. Yeah. Man, are we watching the Masters together? Is that uh, going to happen? Yeah, we're doing that with uh, Johnny Vegas out of the cabin, are we not? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys already got plans. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for supporting the show. And uh, call Peace, the loud yeah. line. Number is 204-478-8040. Bye. Tommy is so hungover today. Where is he? Where did he go? He went to Toronto. Just for shits and giggles? Uh, work training thing just outside Toronto. Huh? During the week, so he's so fucking hungover today. Oh, man. I'm posting a picture he sent me on my Sad Jaguar Instagram. He's going to be super bummed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him we miss him. I will.